Hey, Greg, welcome to the show. I am so glad to have you here. Um, glad to be here. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, definitely. This is Greg James. He is a local realtor located right here in Salt Lake County, Utah. And he was the one that helped me way back when find my first home. And he put up a lot with a lot with, with me for sure, because I was kind of nitty about that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you were great. No, no, no. I totally, I, I think back about that. I was like, man, he showed us so many houses because I was so picky on everything. But the market <clears throat> has really, this is an outsider knowing nothing about real estate except what's uh, shown on the news, shown in social media, things of that nature. Right. I bought my house all the way back in 2012, 2013, right around that era. It's been that long already? Yeah, it's oh, cool. time flies, yeah, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and so when I bought my house, it was $160,000 on the market. And I believe the term that was going around around that time was it was a buyer's market, not a seller's market. So right. I felt very fortunate at that time. And I think about like what's going on for younger kids coming up, growing up, you know, 19, 20, 21, looking for their own homes and, uh, a lot of what I see on social media and things are people having to get together with friends to not all, not buy homes, but rent properties right. and rent through the county itself here. I don't know about nationwide, but rent through the county here is, from what I hear, through the roof right now. But then on that same caveat, I hear a lot of the time that there's no homes to be bought and that the homes that are being bought are being bought by all the California transplants here, and they're the reason the market shares are going through the roof and that the real estate is going through the roof and buying a house is impossible, unaffordable, and you just can't do it in Utah right now. Um, so the main reason I wanted to have you on is to kind of discuss some of those topics of what the market is doing right now in Salt Lake County. And is it even possible for the younger generations to get in homes because they seem so dismayed by the current social and economic factors that are going into everything. What, how do you see the market right now in Salt Lake County? Well, we've definitely, um, I don't know if you put the date when these go out, what is it? The 10th of August, yeah, 2022 the, right now. Yep. Um, we have definitely seen a, a shift, what we call in the market in the past. Oh, probably around June. Um, where it's shifted to more, obviously, interest rates shot up. You know, they're trying to, um, you know, Come stop inflation, and, and that's basically what the feds do. Well, the feds don't really yeah, control can, mortgage interest rates, but, you know. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Because I think I've seen something from your social media that you kind of had posted where there's a, not everyone understands how that mortgage interest rate actually works, like, where yeah, is I it mean, the feds that control the mortgage interest rate or is it the private banks? Well, I, I don't want to get this wrong. The feds control, like, I think it's a short term borrowing rate, which, okay. which is not mortgage interest rates. Gotcha. Now, the banks and, and who controls mortgage interest rates can see that and, and that affects what their decisions. Um, but the Fed does not have anything to do with mortgage interest rates. Gotcha. That, that's completely separate. So when that, that's why I posted that, you know, I'm glad Marcus had me on today because this is, I'm trying to, 
you know, just be real with people and kind of come mm-hmm. through the misinformation and myths and the realities of what's going on. Um, so what happened, what was that, like a week or two ago, you know, rates, even on the local news. Oh, yeah. Interest rates have gone up again. Yep. The funny thing is that same day, mortgage interest rates actually came down. Really? Yeah. So it it's everybody sees interest rates went up and they just automatically assume all interest rates, including mortgage rates, went up, right? But they're two separate different things. And so that's why you really, I mean, you have to educate yourself. You really, uh, I mean, social media is awesome for some things, but every day, like now I look and, and I get caught up in it. Like it's just the clickbait, right? It's yeah. like, they'll, they'll put the headline that looks like, oh, something terrible has happened. It, I just saw, I mean, this is totally off the mark, but about Denver Broncos and John Elway, something, it was something like, oh, the devastating thing that happened to John Elway today. And then you so, click into it. Yeah, and it's all it is, is like he decided not to become part owner of the Broncos. So I'm like, why? Why did I? Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, man, this is just ridiculous. And some people will just look at the headline and go, oh, yeah, they don't. this must be bad. So. Y- yeah, I, I think you're right. Not yeah. a lot of people even, they'll click the article, read the headline, maybe read the first sentence, and then they click right out of it yeah. and think it's doom and gloom yeah. everywhere on everything. Right. And so, that's sadly, that's what this world's come to with... That's all people care about. It's, the clicks, the likes, the yeah. that shows success of your company. I know. It, I mean, and I I mean I kind of get caught up in that too with my you know, my marketing as well. I mean, that's just you know, it's you're kind of messing with fire. I yeah. Guess. I don't know. Yeah, I totally to get do. it. Yep. But on on the other hand, I also want to be out there and kind of say no, this is, you know, don't don't believe the hype, I guess. I don't want to say mm-hmm. fake news. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you don't I'm not get... on that. I, I just like to stay neutral. Like, yeah, I'm Switzerland, but there you go. I mean, that's kind of what it is really. Right. So, um, yeah, so we're, we've definitely have seen a shift in the past couple months. Um, things are slow. Um, and if you look at the social media and the local news, it's like, you know, 2008 again in 2022, right? Like yeah. the big crash and it's, and you're it's referring to that housing bubble that kind of just yeah, blew up. Yeah, everybody's right? talking about the bubble, this and bubble. There's no bubble. Um, you know, the funny thing is, and I, again, I it's easy to get caught up in that. I, you know, I got kind of caught up in that in my own little world too. And then I have to um, go back on my experience and and know trends and what's going on. We're just coming out of July, July in Utah, and that's the other thing. Real estate is so hyper local. I mean, it could be different within the county, what's going on. Oh, really? Yeah. So when you look at a lot of these headlines are obviously they're talking nationally Mm -hmm. on average. So it doesn't really necessarily mean it's the same thing here locally. But um, I forget, like July, you know, July in Utah, if most of your listeners are probably in Utah, we know there are two major holidays in July. July is always traditionally the slowest month of the year in real estate. Because people don't want to move? Well, it's because of the holidays. The holidays. You know, we've got the 4th and the 24th here. Everybody's gone. So, you know, you take that and the market slowed down and then you have July and everybody's like, oh, the sky is falling because everything's kind of stopped. But it's like, it always stops in July. That's what happens. (laughs) So, yeah. um, But definitely it shifted. Um, You're seeing prices coming down a little bit. But that's, I think, just because most of these sellers and agents were 
kind of chasing that market, right? Gotcha. Because they could kind of get away with whatever they wanted. Yeah, kind of like a bit. There was a lot of yeah. bidding wars and stuff yeah, going on yeah. before, so right? Now you're just, you know, it's a normal market. It's, you know, 30 to 45 days on the market. You've got to price it right. You've got to market it. You've got to stage the home. You can't just throw a sign in and then wait for your 50 offers to come in right now. Yeah. That's the difference right now. That's not happening. And I've, I've noticed that even locally in my own neighborhood. Yeah. It seemed like one year ago, a uh, for sale sign would go up in the neighborhood on a home and it would be down two, three days later. Yeah. Now I've seen for sale signs actually staying up for quite a while. So that makes me think it's just the layman person. Oh, maybe the real estate market isn't as on fire as it used to be. Maybe people aren't getting in these huge bidding wars like it, like they were. Right. So that's good news for someone that's coming on the market, maybe looking at buying yeah. a home, correct? I was going to say that, you know, we're now in a more level market and that's good for everybody. Now you talked about, you know, home prices and that's, that is concerning for me as well, too, you know, being in this business and, and a lot of my business has been helping first time home buyers. I like doing that. You know, mm-hmm. that's when kind of what you guys yeah. were when I helped. Um, and that is getting harder and harder to do because home prices really aren't going to come down much from where they are now. Yeah. Cause will you just elaborate on this for a second? Because I have collected a lot of equity in my home from when mm-hmm. I bought it to now it's, right. I bought it for 160. I think I owe like 140 on it. Yeah. And you send me through your app, which is really cool, like a market analysis yeah. monthly. And I, mm-hmm. I watch how that goes. And everyone keeps telling me, oh, you wait another three months, you're not going to have any equity in that house. It's going to no. drop out from underneath you. And I'm just like, that sounds like the scary, you know, <laughs> sell yeah. your house right now and get all your equity while you can or yeah. whatever, you know. No, I mean, who? nobody knows. knows. I mean, but if you, you follow um, trends, you look, well, for one, like, you know, even if everyone talks about the recession, we're probably, we're in a recession, we're not, we're heading to it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, yeah. we probably are. Um, but that's not a bad thing. I mean, that's the other thing. People say recession and then they, they say bubble and markets crashing and you know, all this stuff, a recession is just to kind of stop that inflation. If you look in real estate, in the real estate market, traditionally, home prices have always increased about 1% to 2% in, in, in any recession we've had, except 2008. Now, and 2008, that was primarily due to um, those ballooning interest loans and yeah, things, Yeah, they were just, that was really, you know, the real estate industry and mortgage industry kind of run amok and, and, and we have so many more regulations now that's, that cannot happen again. Yeah. People were getting loans that couldn't afford them. People were just in, everybody was an investor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, luckily those days are gone. So as we go into recession, I mean, nationally, we'll probably see the homes appreciate a little bit more during Mm -hmm. this time. So, it, it, it's not a bad thing. A recession isn't a depression. It doesn't mean there's a bubble. It's like the pin that's going to pop a bubble or anything like that. So, gotcha. Yeah. So right now, are you selling more homes or are you dealing with more buyers in your uh, world? It, well, in my like world, 50, 50? I mean, yeah, I'm always about 50-50 anyway. And that's, again, that's different agent by agent. agent. Some agents only do listings. Some only want to deal with buyers. Um 
now the way I do business, uh, this isn't about me or commercial for me, but I, mm-hmm. I try to work by referral. So I, I'm pretty much 50, 50. So, gotcha. you know, I don't want to go chase a certain type of market and I just kind of want to work for friends with friends and then turn clients into friends. That's kind of, that's my business philosophy. No. So, eh. that, so that kind of balances me out. So I'm not, every business is different in every realtor basically. And if, if I can explain Greg's personality to anyone, he calls me up at work today, knowing that we're going to do this podcast later. And this is how Greg is. He's like, Hey man, I got these tickets to Rob Zombie. Do you want to go later? And he knows I'm not buying a home from him in the next month or two. He's not trying to bait and switch me or anything. This guy is just literally down to earth real estate agent. He's not flashy, showy. He's, I, I see you as the not typical real estate agent because sadly, yeah, just like in my business of bus driving, there's the typical right, bus driver. Yeah. When it comes to mine, there's the typical real estate agent, and you don't fit in that mold, and you never have. Man, from what I've seen, you a huge compliment because that's what I I try to be that way. Yeah, so, and definitely, yeah. and I think you are because you do so much, um, not just in the real estate realm of things, but he's got like so much community outreach. You have your page that you do. I seen you were just interviewing some guy at a trampoline park or a fun park or whatever. And you're always going out and engaging with the community and showing people what's going on in their local communities. And that, that stuff is just cool. It's not like you're not shoving homes down people's throats. You're not, I mean, you, you send out the text of like, Hey, seeing how you're doing. Do you have any referrals? And that's totally fine. And if I have them, I send them your way. If I don't, I just say I don't have them, but you're not like, I can't tell you how annoyed I am with some real estate agents because owning a home, and I don't know if you uh, have seen this or you know real estate agents like this or if this is a company tactic, but I'm not kidding. I get probably six mailers a week and at least four to eight phone calls a week of people wanting to buy my house. No, as as is, don't care if we see it cash offer right now. And there's a ton of that going on. Is that... Those are... I would say those are probably 80% not real estate agents. They're, they're again, the investor. Gotcha. So, um, there's a lot of that going around. And I mean, I guess I get it. It's, it's fine, but you know, we're in a market like this and, and you know, those guys are not licensed realtors usually typically. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to be careful about that as well, because those guys are just, well, I just had a, another colleague tell me about, um, Guys like that were going around to uh, elderly people with a lot of equity or owning their homes and and actually going out and say, hey, we'd like to give you a home valuation like you were talking about. I just give that to you every month. Mm-hmm. And then they they just say, okay, that'd be great. And they, oh, okay, we just needed to sign this paper saying it's okay. That paper is actually signing the title over of their home to these people. Wow. So they basically stole these people's homes. And for one, most realtors, like me, like I'll, I just let you, I give you that home valuation. I just oh, yeah. send it out every month. It's yeah, free. exactly. Like, you know, so um, those guys like that are, I don't want to say they're all like that, but you just got to be careful who you're dealing with, especially if they're not licensed. Because, I mean, you know, there's some agents that are work in the gray area as well. But, you know, a lot of these, like I don't want to lose my license to, to take one half or 
one house makes you know some yeah. money on the deal, and then then what you know exactly. So basically, read everything. Yeah, fine lined when you're signing stuff, especially and and that's why I don't ever go ask anyone else about like real estate. I always come to you with questions yeah. either on buying or selling homes or just other questions I have because I know you're gonna just shoot it straight and tell me, hey, this is it. Advise me one way or the other, and that's yeah. how it goes. But you get a lot of. Um, people out there and nowadays and i don't know if you have this problem but it seems like everyone knows a real estate agent just like everyone knows a photographer yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) could you elaborate on that a little bit because to me i understand helping the friend's son who just got in real estate and Mm -hmm. wants to build his clientele but there's also like is that something like you just see a lot of turnover in the real estate world of people getting in real quick with their licenses trying to sell some homes and be a millionaire overnight. Yeah. And then is that something you see a lot of? It does happen. In fact, I, it, I should have had some figures. You know, we, June was um, our annual dues for to be a, a licensed agent here in Utah with the Board of Realtors anyway, not with the state. Um, those were up in June every year. They give you a grace period till July 31st. So I'd be curious to see how many agents have dropped off actually, you know, in this past, what, about a week. Yeah. Right. So I've asked some of my friends that own companies and, and work well, the company I used to work for, they dropped, they're a pretty small company. Anyway, they, they have 20 ish agents. And I think my friend said like five or six have not re-upped. So that's, that's a pretty big hit for a company. It's only 20 agents, right? Yeah. And I can believe yeah. it because I've yeah. seen so many people on social media who all of a sudden they're a real estate agent for a yeah. year and then they're doing something totally different. Yeah. And it's it's not that easy of a world, is it? I mean, it's not easy at all. Well, it's not hard. I but, mean, it's just it's a job though, like any job, right? Like it's not rocket science or anything. But, right. Um, it's definitely not like a quick buck. Like you know, it, there's a lot more to it than. I think people think from seeing friends or seeing on TV or whatever. So because to, yeah, it's just like anything, right? It's like, you know, what is the process into becoming a real estate agent in Utah? You got to get licensed, correct? Yeah. You need to get licensed. You need to uh, have so many hours of, of um, education. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it has been like 30 years for me. So I can't even remember. <laughs> I don't even know what it costs anymore. No, nah, that is the other thing. I mean, I kind of wish we had more of like an apprenticeship, I, like uh, appraisers have an apprenticeship. You have to be an apprentice for so many years and do so many appraisals before before they actually go out on your loan. Um, I will be honest, it's a little too easy to be, get your real estate license. I think it's harder to get your, uh, to be a licensed, like a hairdresser or whatever, than it is to get your real estate license, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that by some of the people that I've seen becoming real estate agents. <laughs> so that's <laughs> one of it. the issues. Yeah, I hate to say that too, but um, so you you need to have, I can't even remember how many hours to start. And that is the other thing. The good thing is oh, we do need to have, um, I believe it's 90 hours of continuing education every two years to renew your license. That's good, yeah, well. because you don't want someone who doesn't know what they're doing buying or selling yeah, your yeah, house. You yeah. want someone that's... You know, educated and well informed, like you, yeah. on the topics of the the market and strategies and things of that nature. Um, and it's something that has to be learned. So that is, I mean, you, the question you asked, it's kind of tough. I mean, you do have these new people, and it doesn't mean they're, 
you know, bad or you shouldn't use them, but it's, I guess, you know, you just have to decide what you're trying to do, what your goal is as a seller or a buyer. And if you're okay with that, because it is a, it is a big investment. I I guess what I was getting at there with their initially kind of talking about how many real estate agents there are is I don't like when I see qualified people like yourself who have been in the business quite a while and you have a fee for your services, Mm -hmm. which you should, but then someone else comes along and it's like, I don't charge nothing or I'm going to charge a flat rate of, I don't know what a house is, 1% of the final cost. And then everyone goes with them, but it's like, does he know what he's doing? You know, you, yeah. And I understand you have to get your feet wet and get in there, but it sucks when you see people getting undercut by the sheer volume of whatever skill or trade it is. And then it's like the experienced people, you want to charge me how much? My brother knows one that just started. (laughs) Yeah. And there's companies out there like that too. But um, I mean, that's honestly, that's for the 30 years I've been doing that, that's, there's always some kind of angle that someone's doing. It, it's it's always been there probably before I was here even doing this. And long after I'm gone too, you're, we're going to run into the same thing. So um, it's just something we have to deal with. I mean, I would my advice is, um, you know, if, if you don't know an agent, you know, like try to find one, interview a couple. Or um, like I said, the way I get most of my clients is by referral. So just ask somebody if they have a good agent. Um, that's a good way. And then just interview a couple of them. I mean, that you know, just like anything. So you get what you pay for, right? I mean, that, yeah. at the end of the day, it's just like any business. Like you can find someone that's I don't know, any cheaper. business, it'll, you can go in to get something. Well, I guess like the joke is like Amazon or what was that one wish? That, wish, yeah. Yeah, yeah you have yeah. that comparison. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the same thing, so you kind of get what you pay for no matter what business you're, you're looking to get into or, gotcha. or hire, I guess. So. so if someone's looking to put a home on the market right now in this market and how it sits, um, there's two ways to go about this. One, list it with an agent like yourself. Mm-hmm. And then there may be multiple ways. The other way would be to sell it straight to the people who send you the monthly Letter in the mail, we'll sure. buy your house right now, as is, no mm-hmm. no questions asked. Or for sale by owner. I've seen mm-hmm. that quite a bit. Yeah. If it were you, what would you recommend? Obviously, <laughs> to go with the agent, but yeah. is there... I mean, oh, me. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's totally what you should say, but... Yeah, I'm just kidding. I would say stay away from the quick cash offers, because that's quick cash, but I think you're going to make far less than you could if you went with an agent or... Yeah, I mean, that's their angle, right? It's like, oh, we'll buy your house cash, we'll close in two weeks and let you stay, whatever they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I guess that would be the same as if you were trying to sell your car. like Trading right, you, it in versus... Yeah, I mean, if you go put it on the side of the road, you know, or some guy just comes and offers it, offers you to buy your car, I mean, you're they're not going to oh, yeah. pay a top dollar, right? They're looking for a deal, probably. Um Although, however, some of these companies that are doing that, I think you mentioned at the beginning, um, got a lot of these corporations coming in and buying homes. Yeah. And they just have money to kind of burn, I guess, so to speak. So they're buying not so much in, in Salt Lake, but a little bit because the rents are so high. Are they buying and then turning around and making it a rental? 
typically that's what's happening. That's scary yeah. to me. Yeah. Because that's taking home ownership off the market yeah. the more you allow yeah. that to happen. Yeah. And I try and tell that to people. I'm like, that seems fishy because pretty soon we're not going to have homes to buy if we let companies keep buying this stuff up like that's this. That's kind of what they, that's their <clears throat> their model, I guess, too, right? They want everybody to go back to renting. I guess, oh, yeah, too. dude. That's so, terrible. Yeah. Renting's the worst thing you can do, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. Just flush your money down the toilet, basically. Exactly. Um, but so. I mean, but the guys that are just wanting to buy it and whatever they're going to do with it, they're they're looking for a deal and they're just hoping you don't, you know, get someone involved that knows the real value. Or you might just say you might, well, like somebody for you, for instance, might you've got quite a bit of equity. So somebody comes in and say, hey, we'll sell the, we'll buy your house. Mm-hmm. Close in three weeks, you can stay for a month or two to find something else. And here's a, you know, here's a lot check. of cash. I yeah. mean, you might go. Yeah, I'll do that. So gotcha. I mean, you could have got a little bit more, probably. Um, but I, I mean, again, it just depends on what your goals are and what why you're selling or buying. Why would ever? Why would anyone ever do a for sale by owner type thing? It's always about money, money. Marcus. I mean, that's that's all. Why anybody does anything? They're trying to save a buck. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. I mean that that's really it. And then, I try to save headaches though. For sale by owner seems like a huge headache because well, yeah, I, mean, I see the paperwork the you have to yeah, go through, yeah. and I don't want to do that crap. Well, and we have that paperwork paperwork for a reason because mm-hmm. it's you know it's it's uh, it's a big investment, and there's a lot of legalities in that, so you don't want to just you know write a contract on the back of a napkin or something. And there's just so many holes in that that any attorney can blow apart, right? If something yeah. happened, so. Totally. Um, that's one of the caveats of, of uh, selling by owner. Um, you might save a little bit of money, but we also typically find that you usually, if you use an agent, you usually make a little bit more money anyway than selling by yourself just because we know the market. If you have a good agent, you, we can negotiate good for you well and you know just watch for the contractual things, right? Yeah. Same thing. It's like if you you know, just threw your car up for sale on the side of like, you know, 6,400, whatever it is here, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to just, when you're going to get a lot of tire kickers, right. Depending on what the car is, yep. just check. Oh, that's cool. I'm going to see what that is. going to take that for a test drive around the yeah, block. Yeah. And then the guy that wants it, he's, he's not going to offer you, he's going to offer you lower. Right. Like, so that's it. A four somebody owner thinks, well, I'm going to discount my home. The six percent they call it because they always think it's a flat six percent, but it's negotiable. Our fees are negotiable, so they'll discount their home six percent, and then think I'm saving somebody money. They'll make money, I'll make money, and everybody's happy. But you know, a guy that comes in to buy it, they're not going to pay you that asking price. Maybe mm-hmm. in this market, just because it's so crazy, you probably could just do throw, it, list throw it, a sign and- up, and you know, and have got your home sold. But there again, you're probably going to deal with literally 50 offers. Like you don't know, like what? How are you? Yeah, and then how do you vet those and go through them? Yeah. So there's always something. So, I mean, again, you get what you pay for, and I think it's just like this is the dumb thing. But like, I'm going to go to a doctor to get you know something done that I need. I'm not going to if I bust my nose or something. I'm not going to. Try to set it myself, or, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. so, kind well, of that, that's, a, that's a perfect uh, comparison right or there. even a haircut. I mean, although it looks like I probably cut my own hair. <laughs> same thing. Yeah. No, I totally understand it. And um, so in the market right now, so 
we're looking at, let's say we got someone looking to buy a home. Mm-hmm. What's the average single family entry level home going for nowadays in Salt Lake County? I mean, I know it's based upon geographic area, yeah. but if someone, if a, if a, if a boyfriend and a girlfriend or new newlywed couple or something are like, you know what, we're sick and sick of living at mom's house mm-hmm. or dad's house because that's what a lot of them are doing nowadays. And I just talked to someone on the internet the other day that was looking at getting out of there, um, but w- they don't even know what the average home cost is. They're seeing averages, yeah. but I'm like, for an entry level home that's going to be suitable, what do you, yeah. what, what's ballpark? Do you think? Well, again, it depends on where where you want to be and where you can afford to be um you know a good option always is and i know you know a lot of people that own homes are against these you know multi-family like cramp like condos or townhomes but mm-hmm. i mean that's always a good option to start that's how i started when i first bought was actually bought a condo oh really yeah so i mean you got to start somewhere well, sometimes yeah. condos aren't too bad. Less yard work, less... No yard. Yeah. I mean, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I mean, no yard work. HOA, but they're not, unless you're, you know, just some kind of wild person. Like, it's they're usually pretty easy <laughs> yeah. to live by, you know. Um, So there's always that option, because you know you're going to, you know, probably build equity in whatever it is you buy. So you, you buy a condo, live in that for two or three years or whatever, and then, and then you kind of move up. They're building plenty of those. I know a lot of people grumble about you know these multi-unit places propping up and not in my backyard mentality <laughs> um you know that's what the younger generation can afford and i mean that's their kids it's not like the californians coming in like you're saying mm-hmm. we have a fair amount of people coming in but what p- people don't realize is our economy is pretty strong here always traditionally right yeah so younger kids and younger families they don't generally leave, and that's what kind of creates the a big issue here with homes is we do have people coming in for the same reasons because there's a lot of big co- corporations and companies moving in, and then you got people that don't want to leave, and so now we've got kind of a housing shortage. So that's a big part of it. I love that you just brought that up because I always hear from people, the California people are taking our homes, and that's why prices are going up. And I read a story two, three weeks ago on a news outlet and they were talking about it's actually Utahns are making their own home prices go up because larger yeah. families, the increase. And yeah. like you said, they're not leaving. They stay in the, yeah. it's a good in the place local to, area to stay and, and work and raise a family. So mm-hmm. that's why you have people coming in and companies. So um, it's kind of a combination of that mostly because people aren't leaving. So. Yeah. So do you think the day of like a 2000, $200,000 entry level home is gone? Or do you think you'll ever see those on the market again? Probably. That's probably gone. Yeah. Gotcha. But, you know, I mean, hopefully, I know, you know, wages aren't where they could be or should be, but mm-hmm. hopefully they'll they'll go up as well to kind of catch up with catch that up with a little bit. I mean, it's always seems like they're, that's always a catch up, right? So, I mean, that's another kind of a clickbait <laughs> thing. I mean, yeah. As long as I've been around and, and actually paid attention to stuff, I think it's always the economy is always kind of the same. Like we're always trying to catch up to home prices or whatever, you know. So mm-hmm. it's I think I think home or uh, wages will come up a little bit, and 
and we'll see prices kind of level off, not necessarily fall. To where you can catch up, and it can be kind Hopefully, of like that two hundred thousand yeah. dollar days yeah. that we're playing that catch up now. Or I mean, because I've seen, I've got a client I'm looking for homes for right now, and we're I'm finding you asked about the average, and um, we're kind of looking from probably West Jordan out to you know south south of the mountain, and I'm seeing stuff from four fifty to six that are decent. Gotcha. So you know, decent homes that you know. Would, anybody would probably feel comfortable living in so yeah well and definitely i I still think i don't know what that would be mortgage wise on a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar house what's that translate to like two thousand dollar a month mortgage probably about i'm not sure what interest rates are today i should have known that but they're dropping too i mean they're continuing to drop a little bit so they're probably what under they're under five i think right now yeah i think they're like 4.8 or something yeah so yeah, you're probably about that on, on that home. And that's, that's what about rent is. I was going to say rent's going up more right yeah. now than, than than anything. So Rents yeah. are increasing like crazy. So I think if you can qualify um, and you're renting, you might as well. I think you can get into a decent home for between four and five. Yeah, might as well give it a, a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you seen that new development they're doing out in the old prison area? Yeah, you know anything about why, that? That's why I'm doing the. You're talking about the local stuff. I yeah, do. I'm trying to kind of promote that area that's coming up and showing people what's going on around. So tell us a little point. bit about that. Then is that what it's called? The point. The point. Yeah. The point. So actually call it the point. The point. So this is anyone not familiar? The Utah State Correctional Facility has moved from Draper out to pretty much my backyard, uh. <laughs> right by uh, the Great Salt Lake. They put it in the best area for all these prisoners now they can breathe in all the arsenic salt <laughs> and stuff that's out there, there you go. <laughs> but so now they're going to develop that place and it's going to be go ahead what is it there well i mean i would say it's probably going to change i mean they always do but their master plan is um they call it like a, a walkable city basically so um i think that's you know in other parts of the country california and things it's it's a thing where I think they tried to kind of do that with downtown, like Galvin, or not Galvin Center, um, what we were just talking about, the where they have the outdoor mall. Oh, the gateway, gateway. and everything. Yeah. yeah. So, but I think this is, I think there's about 608, 610 acres out there. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so the initial, I can't remember what they're calling the, initial development but it's it's going to be like some open space um you know where they'll have events i guess kind of like daybreak right yeah well they'll have the parks and the walk and lakes and stuff and you can walk around and then they'll have retail and condos above and then office space and so everything's going to be right there um really hopefully it turns out the way they were talking about you know where it's environmentally sound with where you actually can walk and you can walk to work and walk to the restaurants and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's initially what the, the first phase is going to be. Um, I, I would imagine they're going to build some single family homes and eventually, and they've got, you know, it's right by the Jordan uh, Parkway. So that cuts through that. So they'll have that. It looks like it's going to be pretty cool. Do they have any estimate on time for Salt Lake County to where we're going to be basically built from east bench to west bench and no more room left oh i did see a a, a presentation on that a couple of years ago and i wish i could remember but yeah eventually i mean um 
probably I would say in our lifetime. I mean, later in our lifetime, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. I was noticing, I live. I mean, it's already kind of happening, right? Yeah, I live out on this uh, far west end, and I take U one eleven, which is that mm-hmm. road used to be the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> now there are communities saying, yeah. on both sides of that road all the way through to Although, West Jordan. I did notice because I came out on Mount View Corridor and then up, you know, to the new one eleven. Yeah, Backus Highway. Yeah, it's Backus got two two names yeah. for um, yeah. But there's still there's a ton of of open space on that Mountain View corridor. So I yeah. was thinking the same thing driving here. I'm like, I eventually that's going to be built out. Built out, yep. You know, yeah, Butterfield. I don't know if you know where the mouth of Butterfield is. Mm-hmm. And there used to be a little farmhouse out there that I'd pass all the time. I'd take my Mustang out there and cruise those streets. And I was out there not too long ago with some trainees, and we were doing some country road training is what I used to call it. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. It's all built There's up. No country roads. It's all like anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're non-existent. Yeah. Um, so brand new buyers, they're looking to come into it. How do they get in touch with you? What's, uh, you got a website or oh, something of yeah. that nature? So my hook is Guy Named Greg Real Estate. So you can go to guynamedgreg.com. Um, my email is g ngclients at gmail.com or just my cell phone call or text me old-fashioned right 801-550-0313 or a guy named greg on facebook like i'm on there a lot too so you can direct message me there as well yeah he definitely is he's on facebook very active that's one thing i I really like about greg is he's always he's always showing properties on there he's always interacting with the local local communities and he is a great real estate agent. I'm not like just saying this because he's my real estate agent because I've only used him once in 10 years. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Greg, is, it's not impossible to buy right now is pretty much what I'm getting from you. Like yeah, a lot of no, people are thinking it's impossible sure. and they'll never be homeowners. But you're, you're saying it can be done. It can be done. I mean, everything is credit score driven now. So, I mean, if you got you know a decent wage and a good credit score... Um, I think we're going to actually, with the way that things have shifted in more of a level or normal market, I want to call it, uh, you'll probably see sellers um, paying some of your closing costs again and and all that kind of stuff. And there's tons of programs out there. Right now, There's if you're in, um, in the military or law enforcement, there's actually a, a grant right now where they'll pay um, all your closing costs right now. So... Yeah, I think I've seen something about that with uh, Ivory Homes here yeah. doing a community so. based on, like, first responders and things. Yeah. Because so. that's one thing that really has always irked me is a lot of our community-driven uh, individuals that work in education, law enforcement, fire, streets departments and mm-hmm. things, the cities that they service, they can't even afford to buy homes in sometimes. Yeah. And it's really a sad reality. And it's been brought up a lot of the time uh, Ogden was doing some sort of program up there to help their educators out affording mm-hmm. to live in the community that they actually educate children. Yeah. And so that's cool that you have those grant opportunities out there to help with closing costs because those aren't cheap. Closing costs can be quite a bit of money. Yeah. Um, I mean, depending on if you do a conventional or, or FHA financing, FHA is you're going to pay less closing costs, but then you have the mortgage insurance. So they kind of, 
Oh, mine out there, mine yeah. just barely dropped off. Nice. Good job, dude. <laughs> My mortgage is under a thousand dollars again. Sweet. <laughs> um yeah, so but six percent typically at FHA, if you're a, a new new buyer, you try to do conventional. I think they have five percent down conventionals now to kind of balance that. Um but yeah, you if you're a new new buyer, first time buyer, you're probably gonna do FHA and you're looking probably six percent total. Gotcha. Cost unless you can get, you know, a seller to do it or you have some, you qualify for one of these grants, something like that. So, do you have any uh, crazy real estate stories? Anything that's crazy that stood out over how many years have you been in real estate now? I've been in real estate 30 years. So, so long. Years. I'm so old now that I probably can't remember any of my, <laughs> my juicy stories. So. I just, I remember one house we were looking at in Sugar House. I don't know if you remember this or not, but we, we had entered in the first rooms we actually went to were the basement rooms. And there was this home, it's in Sugar House, a really artsy area, and we get downstairs. Basement's unfinished, and there's a made out of bunk beds room in the corner. Do you remember this? And we go over, and it's these bunk bed uh frames or not bunk beds uh futon mattress frames they're metal frames uh-huh. and they're held together with twist ties to form a square and then there's just a bed in the middle and then we're like this is really odd what is this and then when we went to the master bedroom the closet was just wide open and there was all that bdsm like leather and chains and i stuff. don't remember you think i would remember <laughs> that one Holy cow. I do remember that. Maybe um, I, I've kind of blocked that from my <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I like I tell people that story all the time about when I we wandered upon that home. It's like Oh, I kind of remember. Yeah, I've seen some I mean it's just You've probably seen nasty homes and Oh, for sure. Some are really cool. I mean I've when I first started I remember I'm so old, like I've seen what three or four different type of key bo- key boxes is how we realtors get into places and it used to be like you're talking about the things that sit on there okay now it's electronic i think when i first started it was like an elect uh actually like a skeleton key thing with a combo crazy thing and um because now they can track who's going in and and not let you get into it if if it's a bad time but i remember i've walked in people in the shower before in bed stuff like that i mean that happens all the time oh really i think it's probably i thought it happened with us too where we walked in and ah, you know some dude was just like did see some, down in the yeah place, wouldn't get up and it was like okay and weird then there was so, that we had found this is see i put greg through hell i made him go through house to house <laughs> to house with me and there so was many this, i don't remember all those <laughs> yeah just, there, there was one where the house was totally empty but they left a fridge behind and remember, we opened the fridge, and it was the most rancid smell ever. <laughs> we yeah. just vacated yeah. as quick as we could. I mean, I've been into houses where I'm, like, you know, creeped out. Like, I got to get out of here. Like, this is weird. Like, we, I walked into one. It was in West Jordan. It was surrounded by newer homes. But this home was, like, a 1900, like, one of those, like, gingerbread whatever style like old old houses and we were looking around and um actually had an attic like the weird creepy little stairway up to the attic walked up there this room was like from the 1900s with the old 
baby pram and i mean it was like walking into a horror movie oh like, really we were like and got the creepiest feeling and we we're like we're out like no we're done we're out of here my client was like nope i'm done we're i'm good let's go so here's an interesting question i have for you then do homeowners have to disclose if there has been a death on the property or a suicide or a mass murder or anything like that? Not not in Utah. Not in Utah. Unless, unless you ask. I mean, if you ask somebody, then they, they pretty much have to tell you most things. So Gotcha. I mean, yeah, they have to tell you most stuff that's wrong with the property, but that's mm-hmm. not one of the... Not one of the ones not, that no, has, I like did. it has to be put in the nope. fine. Gotcha. Nope. Because nope. I don't know. I mean... I myself, I'm super skeptical, but I don't know how comfortable I'd be if, like, I knew someone died in the room that I was sleeping in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no kidding. I mean, I'm sure that happens a lot. Even not, not even anything, you know, tragic or brutal like that. But there's, you know, a lot, plenty of people pass in their homes and stuff. So yeah, or you end up buying a home that's got a history behind it. Like I always think about like the Susan Powell home here locally and it's in West Valley city. Mm -hmm. Like the people that bought that home, I wonder if they knew that it was a huge Utah case and how many people just drive by there. That's a Susan Powell home. I want to say I looked into that and I think the first people, I want to say they rented it or bought it. I thought they were from out of state and didn't know. Mm-hmm. And then ended up moving pretty quickly after they just, yeah, just because of the history yeah, attached to the yeah, home. Yeah. So. And then I see people who buy these. Like I would love. I seen the Amityville Horror House came on yeah. the market years ago, and if I had, it was like nine hundred k. I would have purchased it and turned yeah. it into a bed and breakfast. Oh, well, that would be cool. Those are just cool old houses, anyway. Oh yeah, yeah upstate these, New York yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Those are awesome. Like yeah. and yeah, like you said, here locally the well, avenues they and everything. Have the one, they did film the one here up in the avenues and use the house. Yeah. I and thought that's the one you're talking about. No, the Amityville. Oh, Amityville. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, that one I was, was thinking in, Halloween. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. They did have Halloween four and five. Has two. You, both of those Amityville, homes yeah. are downtown Salt Lake, and that's cool because yeah. those people now are raking in money off their homes because there's a company that comes and does film screenings at the actual house every October. So you can go out there and watch the film at the property. Yeah, that's a good idea. So Amityville War, that would be... That was the one with the the classic case behind it in the haunted house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be... I don't know about that one. Yeah, that would be. Uh, I would own it. I don't think I'd sleep in it, but I'd own it and yeah. s- like rent the rooms out. <laughs> you can. Um, but yeah, I can't really think of. I should have thought of some stories like that. I I'm sure they're there. After 30 years of yeah, working in the industry, you've probably seen a whole gamut of things. Oh yeah. Have you ever been exposed to anything like a meth house? Like walked in and just started getting sick right away or anything like that? No, I mean, I I think to. I mean, I, I'm no inspector or no scientist or whatever, I think, but from what I know from um, meth house, I think that's kind of like a long-term exposure type. Oh, okay. Uh, most of the time... Um, if you just walk in and walk out, you're not going to yeah, just... Yeah, I, I, I mean, you'd want to check. Like, don't... I better... Don't... My disclaimer. Yeah, <laughs> your disclaimer, Greg um, is not a uh, health professional. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a health inspector, but... Um, from what I've been told, and, and that is one of the classes we had to, t- you know, to continue education. Um, I had an inspector tell me that, uh, these, not the meth tests that you would buy like at Home Depot or whatever, but the real meth tests will actually, um, they'll detect, uh, 
methamphetamine, basically the equivalent of like if you were to put a pee on a football field. Oh, really? That's how, yeah, how how sensitive those tests are. Um, and he said that pretty much, I guess they used to say like, you know, you would find traces of cocaine on every dollar bill type thing. Um, he's sense. saying that most houses you could probably detect meth just because, you know, if it like, especially I'd inspect, like if an inspector, he's like, my car probably would register as mm-hmm. high meth because I'm in inspecting houses all the time. Yeah, in and out, in and gets out. It's on my shoes and there you go. And then it's detected. And um, so same thing. So you got people, I mean, if people, if you know somebody that, you know, smoked it right before you came into your house, it's probably going to be in your house, but it's not at the level that, that's going to cause gonna huge amounts of concern. Yeah. It's not like a meth lab sitting in a... Well, that's what you really are concerned about, right, is some, if somebody was actually cooking, cooking stuff. meth in, in the house. Those are usually the high levels. That you I actually about. think we have a house kitty corner from us that I think they just kind of did something like that. Uh, All of a sudden, I noticed the people weren't there anymore, went down, because we go on walks of our neighborhood and big health department sign on there, closed, yeah, no occupancy. Yeah. And they've just had companies in there, like, basically gutting mm-hmm. that home, taking that's, everything that's probably out. probably what it was. And they, and they can clean that, you know, get it back to where it's... Inhabitable and yeah, safe again. Habitable, yeah, so Yeah, I would think so. I think that they're not just going to let people no, live yeah. in a home that couldn't be, and or else they just tear the whole thing down. And I've got a... I have a contact with a great company that does that, that does the testing and the cleanup. So do they um, also test? Cause I see this advertised all the time and I don't even know what it is. Radon. Radon. Yeah. That's pretty prevalent in a lot of parts of the County. And I, I don't know what causes it, but basically it's caused by like large boulders underground type hmm. of thing. So you see that a lot up in like uh Sandy and that granite, you know, up by the canyon. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I've seen a lot of people get a radon test, get a radon yeah, test. Um, so it, and it's funny because it'll hit, it'll hit a house and then nothing around it. And it's, it's pretty hit or miss. I don't pretty know. Pretty particular based on yeah, the property. Much about it. But they, I mean, they say that's pretty, it's fairly easy to remediate. Is that the word? That too. They yeah. just put a, like a, like a pump down in the ground with a fan and it just actually, if you ever see a house that has like a PVC pipe coming out and you're like, what is that for? It's probably pumping out radon. radon? Yeah. Into the neighbor's yard. <laughs> yeah, just out into the atmosphere. So. Uh, somebody great. else deal with it. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's the philosophy, right? Not my problem anymore. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, well, hey, man, I want to thank you a lot for coming on the show. Yeah, man, and... this is cool. I'm happy to do it anytime. Yep, and I'd love to have you back in... Um, Maybe we'll talk about some ghost stories and stuff because you're really into ghost hunting and things of that yeah, nature, right? I, I'm into the paranormal. I, That's cool. I used to not say that too much because I, it, it, but more people are kind of into I, it. There's now. so many people into <laughs> it. I just, I spent a night out at Fear Factory and we did their whole ghost hunt out there recently. Oh, wow. That would be cool. That was a real fun one. And there were walks of life from everywhere. Yeah, there was. Yeah. A school teacher there. There was a cop there. I was really like, well, "You're a cop? Yeah. You believe it? He's like, oh, this stuff spooks me out more than the criminals." <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. We were um, we ended up going down into the basement of the Fear Factory, and I'm there with uh, my girlfriend and two of our friends, and me. We get down there, and Lacey's like. 
these are weird beetles. I was like, those aren't beetles, babe. Those are cockroaches. They oh. scattered so quick. <laughs> it's like, Boy. it's an old factory. What do yeah. you expect in downtown industrial area? Yeah, I don't know what I saw that because I watch all those shows. I watch, you know, the ghost hunters that, or ghost adventures, Zach and all those guys that did mm-hmm. that. But I didn't catch this. Like, why is that supposedly? Um, they, haunted, like, so there was a lot of industrial accidents there, okay. quite a few. So, um, they kind of talk about how that factory had, um, it was built before the times of OSHA. Oh, so it's an old, so they have a lot of history of people getting injured or killed. It was yeah. an old cement factory at one time. And then before that it was like textiles or something. Gotcha. And so they just have a lot of accident history now, whether it was haunted or not. I didn't feel anything, but again, yeah. I'm super skeptical when I go into right. those things. I'm more about just getting super cool shots of architecture, and yeah. I enjoy what the other people are doing. Our friend, she had one of those meters with her, and yeah. it was going off all over the place, and you know, she was having fun with it, and and it was a fun time. I mean, I really enjoyed myself. It was hotter than I'll get out. It was okay. hotter inside the yeah. factory than outside. Interesting. But, um, well, I do have a history of. I have a investor client that I was just, uh, in fact, I was just talking to him. I, it's every, you know, he deals with a bunch of different realtors and finds tells all over the place. But, you know, when I find a good one, I always go to him. And um, everyone that I have found for him, we just started talking is like somebody has, you're talking about, Dying, yeah, dying has passed away <laughs> in, the in these homes. I'm like, what is it with me and you, Frankie, on these deals? He's like, I don't know, but every house that you bring me is that's happened. That's so got like, that history yeah. to it. So, in fact, we have uh, one of them in particular up behind the Capitol. He was, he was the same. He's like, oh, I don't believe in that stuff because I told him, I'm like, mm-hmm. well, somebody, this person passed here, and like I knew the the person. It was someone uh, affiliated with our office at the time. He's like, yeah, I don't care. Like, I don't believe in that <laughs> stuff. And then a few weeks later, a couple weeks later, he was doing, doing his thing, fixing the house up, and he had to come in at my office and sign something, and he was just acting so weird. I'm like, hey, what's going Are you okay? Like, what's going on? He had to sign. I can't remember what it was. I'm like, is everything okay with the deal? Like, you're still good, right? And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm good. I'm like, well, you're just like, something's wrong. Like, I can just tell. And then he finally said, well, you told me somebody died in the house, right? I'm like, yeah, but you said you're okay with that. Like, you didn't care. He's like, yeah, I don't. I'm like. Then what's the deal? So what do you mean? Like, what's so obvious? (laughs) And then he tells me, he's like, well, none of my guys will, will stay in work after dark. Because they keep hearing stuff and seeing stuff. And then and then he finally said, and then I was there the other night, and uh, th- it was, you know, one of these old homes with old cellar, like he mm-hmm. built in the 1800s up behind the Capitol. And the cellar door just lifted and slammed. And I'm like, well, that was, I'm like, I'm, I kind of, like Marcus, I kind of believe, I do this because, you know, I've had some experiences, and I'm kind of like, yeah. I want to know what's going on. Is this real or not? Anyway, whatever. Yeah, you're not full on board with it. You're investigative. Yeah. You're, so yeah. I, I told him, well, it's it's an old house. You probably have a draft down in the cellar. Probably just the wind. But knowing, I mean, this door was, it's probably the heaviest door I've ever 
tried to lift in one of these old cellars. Like I mean, solid wood? Heavy, yeah. And I thought, well, that is a little weird. But then and have him tell me this. And anyway, we went. I have, I have some friends that do that stuff, and they came out, and we got all kinds of wild things happening out there. So yeah, there, who knows? I mean, I have <clears throat> I have uh, the friend that we took with us. She has got that, I can't remember what it's called, some meter type thing that she holds, yeah, and it reads... Uh, K, not K2? Yeah, K2 yeah, meter. Yeah. And then she was using voice recordings yeah. and stuff, and she's still listening to him, telling me all this, oh, man, I heard yeah. this in here and this in there. I was like, oh, you have to send them to me when you're finally finished <laughs> with right. them. But, yeah, I mean. Marcus's third podcast. Third <laughs> right. podcast. Yep. We, I, you know, I don't know if I have time to do another one. Because, <laughs> as you guys all know, I do a horror podcast, uh, Habeas Corpses. We've been doing that for the past four years. But it's been four years now. Holy cow. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to start this one to talk to just people in the world that are interesting uh, intellectual people that know things about their fields and know things about life and their experiences. And that's why I'm kind of starting this. So again, I want to thank Greg for coming on the show, for giving us some insight into the real estate market nationally and locally here in Salt Lake County and all of his good stories and, you know, his advice and reach out to him if you're looking to buy or sell a home here soon, because he's always willing to help. And I'm telling you, he's an excellent agent um, anyways, we're going to let you guys go and we're going to go check out Rob Zombie. So we'll see y'all later. Bye-bye. <laughs>